I think it's so important to be our own greatest advocates and anything I can do to make founders, especially female founders, feel like they can step into that position of authority and to share their story confidently. That is what I will be aiming to do. Welcome to the Products by Women podcast. I'm your host, Naimisha Murthy. In this podcast series, we'll be chatting with change makers, innovators, and the women behind the products across industries from tech to fashion to impact to education and everything else in between. We'll also be discussing a bunch of topics ranging from how products are built to obstacles women commonly face at a workplace. Oh, and do check us out at productsbywomen.com. We're building a skill-based platform that helps women find gaps in their skills and connects them to jobs, training opportunities, and mentorship. Do check out a brand new inclusive mentorship program we've launched to help and support women who've lost their jobs during COVID. Through this initiative, we are working towards reducing gender inequalities in tech, pay gaps, and re-engage women back into the workforce. We invite professionals from all career levels, early, mid, senior, to devote their time and serve as real-life examples. Those looking to become mentors will need to complete a short application and once approved, their professional profile will be showcased on our website. Mentees looking to level up their skills can visit the website and sign up. Read all about the mentors and book time with a professional whose background resonates with them. Since the launch of the program, we have successfully onboarded mentors from Etsy, Deloitte, Microsoft, CNN, and Bank of America, to name a few. Today, we'll be chatting with Gloria Cho, a former diplomat and TV producer. Gloria has never worked at an agency or had any formal training ever. She learned how to hack her own PR by cold calling, emailing thousands of editors and learned what works. And now she teaches her winning methodology to early stage founders. Gloria is a PR coach at many organizations like Barclays Rice, I Fund Women, Freelance Founders and more. Her mission is to make PR accessible for early stage entrepreneurs without breaking bank. Hi, welcome, Gloria. Great to have you here today. I'd like to begin our chat today by learning a little bit more about you and your journey so far. Well, you know, some people have kind of a natural linear path in their life. And my story has always been kind of going the opposite direction or, you know, not choosing the hard thing. But I always say the metaphor for my life is like going in a bus while the bus is still being built. (laughs) So I don't have a roadmap for things. And I I really like to try different things. So if anyone has a nonlinear career path or ever wants to kind of dabble in something else like this episode is for you. A little bit about me. I was born in Los Angeles, California. I am daughter of immigrants. My parents are from China and uh, I always wanted to work in an international setting, right? So I thought that working in politics and international diplomacy was it for me. So I studied that in college. I got a fellowship from the State Department and uh, I was pre-selected to be you know, in the government service. And I had a really comfortable 25 years of diplomatic service kind of waiting for me if I chose to do it. I had a pension and all of that. And after my first tour, I realized I was deeply unhappy and that even though the bureaucratic life was super secure and you know provided me a very stable path. It was really not for me. And so at age 30, I moved back home with my parents, (laughs) went from having a very prestigious job to going on unemployment and really looking inside of myself and kind of rebuilding my life to now be the founder of a company that helps other women and early stage founders tell their story. I think that for me, the number one thing I love is to see people win and whether it's helping them tell their story or feeling comfortable to be seen that, you know, I just happen to do it through PR and storytelling. So that's really kind of the gist of my motivations and what inspires me every day. Gloria, you offer a very valuable service that helps early stage founders scale faster. How did you get started on this initiative? Can you please talk a little bit about your work? 
Well, as a former political like broke bureaucrat, I never had any PR experience, right? I never worked at an agency, but I knew that I wanted to work in PR because I just loved, you know, one, connecting people and two, I was always really strong at communication, but no PR agency would accept me. They said, you don't have any PR experience. We're looking for someone with this very specific type of experience. And I just couldn't get hired. So I just started getting very, very tiny early stage clients through a friend of a friend who only paid me if I actually got them in the news. And usually PR doesn't work that way, right? There's no guarantees, but I had to pay my dues. And so I, what did I do? I picked up the phone and I just started cold calling. I cold called the operator at New York Times, all the way up to the intern, to the associate producer, all the way to the senior producer. And I really threw hundreds of times cold pitching came up with my method from figuring out what worked and what didn't. And I slowly picked up on patterns, right? And that is how my signature pitching method, I call it my CPR pitching method came to be literally from being so sick and tired of being rejected, I had to come up with a way. So um, we can talk a little bit more about it. But basically, my entry into PR and teaching this is out of necessity is because I was just cold pitching and I just kept falling on my face. And every time I got a little bit better, I fine tune my pitch and I picked up on an equation of success that now I teach to founders to be able to translate their marketing speak, if you will, into something that's truly putting them in the position of a thought leader. So they're not just selling a product because that's not very comfortable for a lot of people, but they're really giving their expertise and becoming the market insiders and, and giving value in a way that the press wants to hear. I'd love to learn a little bit more about your three-step process to getting press. When I talk about press, I want to just put a distinction there. You know, there's so many paid avenues these days, right? There's influencers, there's paid to play, there's paid contributor articles. But my skill set is really helping founders get the free organic press because learning how to pitch yourself to an editor, learning how to get, you know, true legitimacy, which is getting published in a fast company or New York Times, that is credibility and traffic that you're just not going to be able to get through marketing and ads. So having that skill, that intrinsic skill set is going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars is going to make you feel super confident. So I really have a simple three-step process for getting this earned organic press. The first one is you need to make a media list. You need to know who are the people who are in the position to write about your story. And it's not newsroom at abcnews.com. And it's not editor-in-chief at Fast Company. It's the technology writer or the beauty editor or the sustainability editor. And not only knowing their email, but where they hang out on social media so that you can have a follow-up strategy, so that you can give them a compliment and say, hey, I really love your article you wrote about spring beauty trends and it really hit home for me. And I want to know if you would be interested in this story. So it's that first step of cultivating that organic relationship with people who are going to cover you. And I have a free template as well. If you go onto my website or send me a message, I'm on uh, Instagram at Gloria Chow PR, that's C-H-O-U. I'm happy to give you my template. It's just an Excel spreadsheet. So now you have your media list. The second one is you need to write your pitch, right? And that is not going to be your sales pitch. That is going to be fundamental different. And you need to do the mental gymnastics to transform your product specs, your ROI, and why your product is so great into why should people care? And what are the changes happening in your industry? And what does this say about greater society? The CPR method helps you transform your marketing speak into a press-worthy story. C stands for credibility, P stands for point of view, and R stands for relevance. And I found that if your pitch has 
a credibility piece, if it has a point of view on where the industry is headed and why it's relevant right now and not three years from now, that is kind of 90% of what makes a winning pitch structure that you can kind of think about in your head. You know, what would I write in this email? Well, you need to make sure you have all three things. And then the third one is while you are sending your pitch out and waiting for the editor to respond, you can do things right now to increase your profile. You can do things like contribute to a higher domain authority website. So like a Forbes or a Fortune or an entrepreneur, they accept contributor articles. And I always say, when you are an early stage founder, stop posting on your website, stop perfecting your blog that maybe a few people are going to read. Instead, offer up that piece to a medium or a Forbes, because once you publish it on your website, they're not going to accept it. It has to be an original piece. Another way you can increase your authority is if you have a product launch is to write a press release, right? It automatically makes you searchable on the news section of Google. It's going to skyrocket your SEO. And a press release is really a formal way of announcing something to the media. So if you want to know how I write press releases, you can also go to gloriachowpr.com services and you can kind of see how that's written. So those are all the different ways you can increase your profile, your authority, and start to translate your marketing speak into something that's truly going to put you in a thought leadership position. As an early stage founder, should one focus more on marketing or PR? You know, I understand that you want to get your product into many people's hands, right? And so marketing is completely separate. Like for me, marketing is something you just, you keep paying for. And the moment the faucet runs dry and you stop putting money into it, like that stops. PR is the only thing that's going to get you sustainable traffic and sustainable credibility. Sure, it's going to take some time, right? You're going to have to build those relationships, but there's no limit to the amount of times you can be covered. There's no limit to how many keynotes you can give, how many podcasts you've been on. And that's always going to help your bottom line. So I really view it as two separate things. A really good example of you know marketing versus PR, I like to, to tell people is think about a woman and a man on a date, right? And the man is telling the woman how great he is, that he's successful, he has a great family. That is marketing, right? You're saying the right thing to the right people. Now imagine the woman goes home and her best, most trustworthy friend calls her and says, you know that guy you're on a date with? He has such a good reputation. I see him volunteering at the children's hospital. He is such a good guy and our friends have nothing but wonderful things to say about him. That is really the power of PR. So that is really what I'm trying to help founders understand is that sustainable credibility and social proof that comes from other people vetting you and not just you talking about yourself because that only gets you so far. Gloria, how important is it to refresh and update your PR strategy? The news cycle is 24-7. There's always seasonal stories. There's new regulations. If you're in beauty, right? I just wrote a pitch for a founder who helps with mask me, you know, because now we have, we're wearing all the masks. So her product is really helping people, you know, stay away from those allergic reactions. So that might be like a summer story. If you are a product founder, you make jewelry. A way to translate your product pitch into a press pitch is maybe offer three ways to stay away from ingredients in jewelry that's going to give you a dermatitis or something that's, that's irritating you in the summertime. It might be about 2021 trends with CBD and beauty, whatever it is. So there's different stories for different seasons and you're going to have to A-B test it. But I will say that as long as you use a CPR method and if you can tie in a truly seasonal or a regulatory angle, that's like 99% golden, right? So if there is an FDA research or something coming out about an ingredient or a toxic beauty, and you are in clean beauty, you're going to want to structure your pitch around that, right? So it's just framing it in the most timely way so that you can maximize your chances of getting that response. And it takes practice, but that skill, what I'm talking about here, like knowing how to make yourself truly relevant, that's going to be able to get you invited to the table every single time. So the earlier you start, the better. 
Would you say social media and influencer marketing is equally important while thinking about the overall strategy? You know, I, I think beauty now, beauty and fashion with influencer marketing, it is such a complex world out there. There are so many influencers who are so willing and ready to take your money. I don't have any experience, you know, paying people for that. Everything I do is that earned organic. So I'm not saying that it's, you know, not press worthy, but I think if you can really earn it, right. And if you can learn how to get people to talk about you and not have to pay for them, that's always going to be better. So I think if you have the budget for it, sure. But I, you know, I have people, I've worked with founders who are making soaps in their garage and uh, they were able to get onto five gift guides, right. Just using the contacts I have, I put into the PR starter pack and using the CPR method for free. And think about how much that would have cost if she had to pay an influencer to talk about her product. So I, I always say, aim for the stars. Always try to do things the organic way first. And if that doesn't work, and if you have budget, sure, you know, go pay an influencer. But let's be honest, like we are very discerning people. I know what I'm being sold to. So if an influencer is telling me to use this, that's not really going to make me want to Google you. But if I'm reading an article in Good Housekeeping or in Fast Company or whatever it is, that's going to be like, oh, wow, this person is quoted. They must know what they're talking about. Is this something called too much PR? I, I think for an early stage founder, if you have too much PR, I think maybe that's a good thing. I always say like, if you are a single person, if you have multiple people who want your attention, that's a good problem to have, right? So as long as you don't have a super contentious product, I say, try to get it out as many ways as possible. I think if you are in beauty and fashion, if it's not super contentious, if it's not super political, then I would cast a wide net especially when you're early. I think a lot of times humans, especially women, we stop ourselves before we actually get there because we always are, are like airy on the side of like pitching too little. My whole thing is allowing founders and, and, and giving you that little nudge that you're going to need to go that extra mile and to pitch again and to follow up because your competitors have fancy PR agencies that they're paying $10,000 a month to, to keep doing it. So you really need that energy, right? You need that confidence to keep pitching yourself. So Gloria, oftentimes founders focus on building the products first and then start working around the messaging and PR strategies. How important is it to start thinking about product positioning from day one? I will say that PR is the most powerful way to win investor attention and for you to feel powerful as a, as a founder, right? Most of the founders I work with do not even have a finished product, right? And, and we were just talking before this podcast, we know some of the female founders and uh, using the CPR method, they were able to get onto Fast Company and share their three insights for whether it's beauty or tech or HR or whatever, right? So for example, I worked with a founder, her name is Tanisha Glenn. She is crowdfunding right now. So she doesn't even have a finished product, right? She wants to build a fitness studio. So not only is it like during COVID, it's such a challenge. She's crowdfunding. She has no physical space. She doesn't have a lease, but using my CPR method, we transformed her product focus angle into her being a wellness expert and how the fitness industry is, is equipped to basically bridge this wellness gap, especially since COVID. Right. And we were able to get her onto shape time magazine, bustle, well, and good pop sugar wallpaper before she even finished like crowdfunding. She just still doesn't have her gym built yet. And I just found out two weeks ago that she was the recipient of a $25,000 grant from American Express. Her LinkedIn is going off the chain. She has investors looking at her that they want her to speak at roundtables about where the fitness industry is headed, right? And so imagine if she had that feeling of like, mm, my product's not finished, my website's not finished, so I should not put myself out there. Think about all of the progress that she would have not made by now. So Gloria, are you seeing some new PR patterns emerge during COVID that you'd like to share? Well, a lot of pitches are around the new normal, 
there's founders who are like, well, it's an election year, it's pandemic, so I'm just not going to be able to get covered. And then there's other founders who I worked with, like the ones I told you, who does not let that stop, but they just adapt and pivot their message to give people something that takes into account the new normal and they're able to get featured. So I think it all comes with mindset. I can't tell you how many founders I've worked with without a finished product who pitched during the election month and they were able to get featured because there's so much media out there, right? So as long as you take into account the new normal and you don't try to news jacket. So for example, if you are making, let's say sweatshirts, right? And you're not going to write a pitch about how your sweatshirt is, you know, the answer to people's anxiety because you're giving people like a a comfort avenue. Because I think that sounds a little too like, you know, taking advantage of the situation. You can still get featured, but maybe it's about gifting trends and, you know, Christmas gifting trends, like why people are liking sweatshirts. Maybe it's the new stay at home wear, or maybe it's tie dye or whatever it is. So I think there's a way you can still weave in the COVID new reality angle without being like super newsjacking of what's happening. Can you please share some resources and tips for founders to get started and start investing in PR? Where can they learn more? Well, I definitely say you should definitely watch my free masterclass, the one I've given to over 3000 founders. And I do this as a free offering because I have had founders who watch this masterclass and have been able to get onto Pop Sugar and Bustle and Well and Good on their own. So it is possible. It is possible to do PR and to not have to hire someone. If you want to keep digging further, one thing you definitely should do right now is set up a Google News Alert. That is going to help you make your media list. Remember what I said, that is step one of the three-step process. Every day, Google is going to give you news articles, podcasts, whatever it is around your industry keywords. And that way you can literally just copy and paste the writer into that Excel spreadsheet and start to make your media list. Another way is by following journalists on LinkedIn via hashtags. LinkedIn is a really, really great way for you to be able to connect with top tier journalists, right? At the most sought after, because LinkedIn is still that avenue where it's, you know, there's legitimate journalists who are sharing their perspective. So if you follow hashtag, whether you're in retail tech or whether you're in clean beauty, chances are you're going to be able to strike up a conversation with the top beauty editor at your dream publication. So those are kind of my two immediate things is set up a Google News Alert and get your LinkedIn profile like super, super optimized. I have a training in my PR starter pack that tells you how exactly how to do that. And that way you can connect with top tier journalists. I know that Instagram is is a very popular one. Um, That one works well. But again, there's a lot of influencers and people who might want you to pay them. So I feel like LinkedIn is still that holy grail where you can really get some FaceTime with tier one journalists. So Gloria, where do you see yourself in a few years from now? What's your goal? My goal is just to keep impacting founders by making them feel like they don't need any permission to tell their story, especially with female founders. I think a lot of times women, especially in the cultures that, you know, I grew up in, and maybe you too, where it's almost like we need permission, you know, to kind of occupy a space or be that person in the room. And I think it's so important to be our own greatest advocates and anything I can do to make founders, especially female founders, feel like they can step into that position of authority and to share their story confidently. That is what I will be aiming to do, whether it's through courses or services. That is my number one driving force behind everything that I do. How do you usually unplug, especially now during COVID? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Luckily, we live by Central Park. So I take my dog and we walk every day. I really like walking. It's a walking meditation. And honestly, I've been on a lot of podcasts. So meeting people like you, being able to connect with you and hear about what you're doing has been really, really rewarding. So I also encourage any founder out there who has not pitched themselves to a podcast, really make 2021 the year you get on a podcast because you can really share your story super authentically. And I have an entire podcast thing for you as well. So just DM me, I can give you my podcast pitching template and we can get you started. 
Before we close, can you please talk to us a little bit about your PR starter pack? What is it and where can one get it? So it's prstarterpack.com. I just trademarked it. It's basically my way of giving back to founders who know they are ready to tell their story. They know their stuff, right? They're experts, but they just can't afford the $10,000 a month PR agency route. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of founders actually go that route. They also get subpar results. So my whole thing is how can I make something where the founder is in the expert position and they know their story? They just need to feel confident to approach that journalist, you know, and to just get the conversation going. That is why I made the PR starter pack. It has 20 thousand editors across 50 different industry keywords, whether you're in fashion, fitness, AI, tech, banking, whatever it is, all the top editors, right? How to contact them on email, on social media, on LinkedIn, and has all the trainings on how to hack your LinkedIn and get it super, super optimized. And it has all the different winning pitches that I wrote for Tanisha, like, like I just told you, you know, for Vincent, for all my clients that got them on to fast company without a finished product. So you have your media list, you have your pitch, and that all you need to do is just press that send button. That is what is in the PR starter pack. It's the world's first PR agency kind of a level toolbox at a fraction of the price. Lastly, your advice to early stage entrepreneurs looking to scale their business as we step into 2021 is to get rid of the limiting belief that you need to be at a certain place in your business and your product to get press, right? I have made it my mission to only work with founders who are super early stage. Some of them don't even have a finished product. As long as you can start thinking as a true thought leader, there is no limit to your success. So I really just want to make that separation and make it clear to founders that you do not need a website. You do not need industry contacts. You do not need to have fancy VC money to be featured and to speak in a way that really elevates your authority. Thank you, Gloria. It was a pleasure to have you here. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Oh, and before I leave you, just some updates and thoughts. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on this podcast, email us at info at productsbywomen.com. Also, check out our new job board that we've just soft launched. We update jobs in product, design, engineering, and more on a weekly cadence. With that, it's me, Naimi Shamurti, signing off. Bye-bye and see you soon in the next episode.